together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 6. Jesus called the twelve together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure every disease and sickness. If you were to read this phrase that I've just read now, verse 1, and you also want to do a para-reading into the gospel of Mark chapter 3, verse 14, it's similar. He calls the twelve, having gone to prayer. And when he calls the twelve, there are three reasons why he calls them. The first one is to be with him. That's the main reason, to be with God. Secondly, to give them power and authority over all demons and every illnesses and sicknesses. The third one, it is to preach the good news. And to a large degree, I think that's what we are all called to become and to be. If you go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 4, where Jesus goes into the synagogue, he is given the scroll of the book of Isaiah chapter 60. And when he opens that book, he says, the spirit of the Lord has been given to me. I've been given power and authority to bring sight to the blind, to open the eyes of this, those who cannot see, to give light to those who are in darkness. I'm giving the spirit so that those who are lame can walk, the deaf may hear, the mute may speak. And so if one needs to summarize the Christian message, there's only one word to bring about positive change in the lives of the people. And that is what Jesus wants to impart to his disciples this morning. He says to them, I want you to have power and to have authority. I want you to be able to heal every sickness and every disease. You and I know that there are many kinds of sicknesses, many kinds of diseases. Some are spiritual, some are emotional, some of them are physical, some of them are the issues at home, some may be issues at work, some are things I'm dealing with right now, some are things that I've dealt with or happened in my past. Some have to do with the living, some have to do with the dead. All of us to a large degree, either we've experienced sickness of one way or the other, or we are going through it on our own. But there's one hope. I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. John chapter 10, verse 10. So what is it that the Lord is saying to us this morning? I want to argue that as he brings in the twelve to empower them, to give them the authority. He also does the same with us. He's calling us to himself. He's inviting us to himself because he needs to empower us. But there's something absolutely interesting, at least in my reading. He will never give us the power to do good to others. He will never give us the power to do that which we cannot do to ourselves. Physician, heal thyself. And so who's the first person that needs to be empowered? 
It's me. Who is the first person that needs to be forgiven? It's me. Who is the first person that needs to be healed? It's me. Who is the first person that needs to have the sight opened? Ears opened? It's me. Charity begins at home, my dear brothers and sisters. But I need to be aware of my own weaknesses. I need to be aware of my own shortcomings. I need to be aware of my own need for God. Then God is able to use me. One of the greatest books, A Wounded Healer. If you get a chance, Google the book, Wounded Healer. There is a chapter that he talks about and he says, one of the greatest things about being a wounded healer is that you must go back to your own wounds. Go back to where you have fallen. Go back to where you were injured. And unless you are in touch with your own pain, unless you are in touch with your own struggles, unless you are in touch with your own rejection, it becomes very hard to touch and to heal someone else. And so it is an invitation to look into myself and to deal with me. Then I can be able to help those around me. That's the first thing. The second thing that also I find absolutely amazing that Jesus does, he says, go and preach the good news. Go and preach about the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God can be a pie in the sky. And if we talk about my happiness is only in heaven, then we are falling into the hands of Nietzsche. We are falling into the hands of this great Marxist. When they say religion is the opium of the people. St. Paul argues and he says salvation is not just a pie in the sky. Salvation has to find feet and be grounded in our day-to-day living. And the question is for me, am I saved? Do I have a relationship with God? Has God changed my life? St. Francis argues beautifully, preach at all times, but only when it's necessary, use words. In my own work, in my own utterances, am I bringing the love and the mercy of God? When people see me, when people engage with me, can they find hope? Can they see God? And all of us, dear brothers and sisters, are called to be evangelizers. Matthew 28, verse 20. Go out, therefore, and preach the good news. And that's all we ought to do. To preach the good news. To bring people into a relationship with Jesus. How will they know Jesus? They will know Jesus by the works of charity. By the kindness in our voices. By the love we show them. The third reality that also speaks to me. Not only should you preach, but you should heal. And he says to them, take nothing with you. It's called divine providence. Take nothing with you. And I learned this powerfully from a friend of mine. She's an Italian. She's a sister. She's a nun. She's old. And we were discussing certain things. And she said to me, you know what, Father? When I get stuck, I go to Jesus. And I said to him, you're my husband. You called me here. 
X, Y, and Z needs to be sorted out. You better sort it out. That's called divine providence. Trusting in God. And how many of us struggle with the concept of trust? We want to be hands-on in everything. I don't believe in micromanagement. That I need to know every little detail and I need to be involved in every little detail. That's not empowering people. That's not trusting people. Know the concept, but trust that people can run with the project on their own. Be there as a support, but they can do it. And that's the same thing with God. I don't believe in a God who's out there in the sky, who doesn't care about us, but I also don't believe in a God who mingles in every little detail of our lives. I believe in a God who loves us, who cares for us, who's empowered us, but who trusts us. That's a different concept. We've always been told to trust God, but have we ever thought that God trusts you? And I ask myself, but what is there to trust? Why should you trust me? Because I know my track record of failures. I haven't done this, I've done this, I've failed in this, I've failed in that. But he says, I still trust you. Divine providence has about me trusting in God and allowing God to use me as best as I can. The last concept I want to talk about, are there possibilities that I can go off rail? Are there possibilities that I can miss the mark? Are there possibilities that I can fail? The answer is yes. But a person who's afraid of failure will never achieve anything in life. If you fail, it means you've learned something new. Never to do the same thing in that way. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.